young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorized by three unknown assailants. Jeff, this week on That's Terrible, we're going to talk about The Strangers. Ooh. The uh, <laughs> 2008 home invasion horror. Uh, one of, full disclosure, one of my favorite movies. I kind of figured. Well, okay, all right. So let's let's deep dive in that one. What are you trying to okay. say? <laughs> <laughs> that I hated it and you like everything that I hate? No. No, this one was... This one's actually one of the good ones, as they say. One, one of the good ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward uh, home invasion stuff happening here. We have the uh, the two main characters, Jimmy or James and Kristen. Uh, they're they've had a f- a falling out that's not um, explicitly explained, but uh, we come to find out over the course of the movie. They're at a wedding. Uh, James proposes, and uh, apparently, uh, there is a no that comes across his desk from Kristen, and that <laughs> they yeah, get back to yeah. this this cabin, who is um, James's dad's or, or parents or something. Um, he spent some time there as a kid, and uh, they get back there, and there's like rose petals everywhere, and there's candles and shit, and he's like defeated and like picking them up and just <laughs> real it's real fucking depressing i'll tell you what <laughs> as far as horror movies go this is one of the more um yo dog they really got into their relationship and it ain't good <laughs> yeah definitely not. um so yeah a lot of this movie actually is is that sort of relationship between the two um they're so technically there's eight people in this movie. Um, <laughs> Suppose allegedly you get two, possibly three actors in this movie that are like acting, you know, that it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of tough to explain what I mean. The, the movie is focusing on these two people and the three people that knock on their door at night. Um, those three people are in masks. Uh, they don't talk very much. They, you know, there's some good like emoting happening, which we'll get to, but all in all, this is a movie about two people and they're, they're enemies, right? Yeah. They're, they're faceless, nameless enemies. Uh, so kind of first thing that happens there, Kristen's like trying to, talk about it with with james and he's you know uh, understandably so pretty defeated not really having it so much um at one point they it it appears like they kind of made up they're like you know about to get busy they're about to do some dirty and yeah the music plays and everything it's pretty intense and then there's a knock at the door and james understandably so is like what what the fuck it's like four in the morning looks at a clock sure enough it's four in the morning um so they go answer the door and there's a girl standing outside and she's in the shadow and they're like trying to flip the light switch on it's not working and she's like hey is is tamra here and they're like no 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 there's no you got the wrong house and the girl says some odd things like are you sure to which yeah. i would respond yeah, i'm very sure leave now <laughs> 
considering that I, you know, this house is on 20 acres of land and um, you're way the fuck out here. Yeah, I would say you're at the wrong and, fucking house. And we're the two people here. Uh, I'm not Tamara. <laughs> she's not Tamara unless there's something I don't know about. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. And after just a couple series, a couple questions there, she says, see you later. Big red flag. Just gigantic. <laughs> gigantic red flag (laughs) but you know horror movie they're like all right that was weird should i go find her no no she didn't seem like she was in trouble okay close the door (laughs) so then um our two main characters go back to not boning um apparently that moment was ruined somehow (laughs) yeah and Kristen staring at her pack of cigarettes with one wonky one left in the bunch she's like hey i'm out of cigarettes you know as as you do <laughs> when you're out of cigarettes you say things like that yeah and james is like okay i'll go get you more and she's like no no i didn't i didn't mean that i'm just saying I'm like i'm just gonna go to bed <laughs> what the fuck do you want from me Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> but james you know trying to to put the pieces of his ramshackle life back together is like yeah i'm gonna go <laughs> so he gets in his car and leaves um, and that's that's when shit starts to really hit the fan here. Um, the girl comes back. The girl from the door comes back and starts like banging on it, like more force than a girl of her size would probably realistically be able to pull off. But it happens nonetheless. Um, and through the door, Kristen puts her ear up to the door and she's like, "What the fuck you want?" <laughs> par- paraphrasing. Um, Kristen again, or not Kristen, uh, the girl again says, is Tamara here? Uh, to which Kristen's like, no, we fucking, we told you, you have the wrong house. And again, the girl asks, are you sure? Which to me sounded like, it almost sounded like it was actually a recording. Like they used yeah. the same audio from the first interaction, which, you know, movie or whatever. Um, but just the undertone of that, like, this is my script. I'm here to freak you out. These are my questions. <laughs> and this is how this is going to go. Um, so shit goes off the rail. There's banging on the walls and shit. Uh, Kristen starts to notice that her, her phone is missing. Uh, turns out it was in the fireplace, which um, now correct me if I'm wrong. I've never, I've never thrown a 2008 flip phone in the fireplace. Um, you would probably smell that plastic burning. No, I would think so, considering that the uh, valve for the smoke to go out the chimney was shut. Um, <laughs> yeah, shut, shut that smoke alarm goes off and <laughs> she gets on a chair to like turn it off. And she's like, God, fuck this place and fuck everything that's happening. Um, so she's, she starts to get a little freaked out. She notices her phone's missing. Um, at one point later, she comes back and finds the smoke detector sitting on the chair. Um, all the while, you know, we as the viewer are... We're treated to some actually really good, uh, like steady cam stuff. So this this movie was shot entirely on handheld cameras, and it really gives you a good sense of tension because none of the shots are like static. There's all like just a little bit of movement to them, you know, like somebody's actually holding the camera. Um, yeah, I really felt that that like added to the uneasy feeling. And then you have situations where like Kristen is standing there walking through the house, and then there's this motherfucker in the background with a burlap sack on his head. <laughs> just standing there watching her (laughs) super fucking weird uh yeah so she calls james she's like hey get the fuck back here 
shit's going down. Like I need, I need your help. Um, at this point, she finds the people in the house. She grabs a knife. She like cuts herself. She's all freaked out. And then James just like walks into the house. Like nothing's going on. Like what's going on? What's up? Um, finds Kristen, you know, visibly distraught. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna go look around. Uh, nothing in the house. Another red flag comes up where they're staring out this window in the garage. And the girl is just standing there, like just staring at him. Um, and yeah, real uneasy. James, James actually says she looks like a ghost in one of the worst lines in this entire movie, which is filled with a lot of bad ones. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you guys, you know, logically speaking, I get it. Horror movie, right? I, I get it. Not a great horror movie. I understand. Leave. Leave. Get, yeah, get in the dip. car that you just brought back and leave. Um, we, we get an answer as to why they can't do that, but it's not because they actually try to. <laughs> so James is like, oh, fuck. I left my phone in my car. Again, something you can only do in 2008 and not 2020. Um, <laughs> so he's like, I'm yeah. going to go out and get it. You stay here. Everything is going to be fine. Well, he gets to his car to look for his phone. Windshield is shattered. Tires are flat. Um, the, the ignitions all fucking tore up. And <laughs> while he's looking in there, the, the girl from the front door, like taps him on the back of the neck and then disappears. Um, and what I thought was uh, the most unrealistic part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way you could get away that quick. <laughs> it's, it's almost like they were trying to make you feel like she actually was a ghost, you know, like with that, that dumb line. And then that yeah. thing happening, um, you're like, you're supposed to be watching this movie and questioning whether these people are real or not. Um, I don't really, I don't really understand that, but, uh, shit goes sideways. Car can't move. They get back in the house and Mr. James is like, Hey, my dad kept a shotgun here when I was a kid. I just got to find it. Well, they do that. <laughs> um, so here's, here's the thing. Um, James finds a shotgun and then the barrel separately um, because you can do that. And I don't don't know why you necessarily would keep it that way, but that's how it's kept. Um, So he picks up the shotgun and the barrel and then they go to the bedroom, find writing on the window. Hello, written in red lipstick on the window. And then they, I don't, okay. Were, were these uh, murderers? We'll call them. Were they throwing like poop at the window? Like what the fuck was that? (laughs) I have no idea. I thought it was maybe paintball, but they was definitely like brown. I'm guessing it was just dirt from outside, like little mud balls. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I get. It. They were making some like thuds. Like I know they're hitting glass and everything, but they were just like giant. Know. Like it reminded me of like big things like cow poop or something. That's like <laughs> smack right up against the window. Um, <laughs> so they find the shotgun shells and somehow. James, uh, despite uh, telling Kristen that he had hunted when he was a kid, which was a lie, it turns out, um, he knows how to attach the barrel to the shotgun, but does not ha- does not know how to load shotgun shells into it, which I found weird. Um, <laughs> but then, not too long later, he figures out everything real quickly because <laughs> we have yeah. a uh, shining here's Johnny moment with uh, the man of the group, um, the man in the mask, as he's credited. Uh, chopping through their front door with an axe. And <laughs> this is, there's a lot of points where this movie like breaks for me. If I actually think about it, um, 
one of them is so they have two big wooden doors like a like a french door front door and this guy's chopping through the one door with an axe and they push this piano in front of that door there's another mm-hmm. fucking door <laughs> right there. <laughs> nah, dude, I can't open it unless the first door opens. Like, like, I get it, sure, but also he could just chop through that one, right? Like, <laughs> this is what he's doing anyway. Um, James gets his shit together, shoots a shotgun through the door. This, at this point, we're like, okay, shit's, shit's kind of real. Um, best, best plan of the movie comes to james's head he's like hey we're gonna go in this room that has one door in and out we're gonna sit on the floor and i'm gonna aim this shotgun at the doorway and we're gonna sit here until the cops show up he says even though i don't know how they would um yeah i i assume he's like well let's wait for daylight where we can actually see shit right um so they do that (laughs) and then mike shows up um mike is his brother and best friend and it's also Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Let's just say it's not always sunny. <laughs> it's not always sunny for Dennis in this one. Um, and this is my favorite. This is my favorite part of the movie. And this is actually why I love this movie. Um, because I think this is really interesting. So he shows up, you know, um, James had called him earlier and he's like, hey, I'm fucking here. Um, do you know, I love, I forget what he says, like something sarcastic i love you know tending to your ass or whatever the hell it was um and then his windshield breaks randomly (laughs) yeah something gets thrown through his windshield something was thrown through his windshield uh which again for me red flag um (laughs) get the fuck out (laughs) not to mention that he gets out of the car and walks towards the house and sees uh james's car fucked up the truck that the three people brought and smashed into james's car also fucked up uh the front door with presumably axe and a shotgun hole inside of it a record player that's just playing a song to silence uh broken glasses all the all this stuff all these red flags yeah <laughs> and mike it's fine <laughs> mike he's like i'm just gonna slowly walk through this house and not say anything <laughs> so in what's actually a really good moment, he's walking down the hall and the man in the mask actually like appears behind him and he like readies his axe. Right. And Mike's kind of slowly walking and then like the song ends and he kind of tend of turns his head back a little bit. And this is where, you know, conventional horror movie. Cause you don't really have a sense of like the space here, um, like a little bit, but not too much. You're thinking, Oh, he's going to take like an axe to the back of the head. Like that's, that's what yeah. they set up. They clearly telegraphed it. Um, song ends there's this like real good silence and then in what is a fraction of a second mike starts to say hello as he continues walking we get like three camera cuts in again like half a second if that um (laughs) of mike's face james shooting mike dropping um (laughs) it was it's just like such a really well put together scene and i just love the idea that you know, James being so on edge, Mike not announcing himself. Uh, James accidentally fucking kills this dude, <laughs> shoots him oh, right in the head with his shotgun, man. Best friend, dude. That was a big old oh shit moment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, to to make matters kind of worse, uh, we already established the man in the mask was right behind Mike. And um, 
these people don't seem to be too particularly worried about the skills of the people they're hunting. I get it. A shotgun was just fired, but he just saw him shoot the wrong guy. Um, James, you know, he's like, Hey, I shot that dude, but he wasn't wearing a mask. So I'm going to go check on him. Sees that it's Mike. He's literally on top of Mike crying with like his head down. I'm like, man, you're going to take an ax to the back of the head, dog. Like, yeah, he's right there. <laughs> I understand. I understand. This is a traumatic experience, but you have other stuff to worry about at the moment. <laughs> you have other obligations. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, best part of the whole movie. The reason I love that movie, uh, just that scene. They try some other plans. They try to get out. Um, there's another really good one where for almost no reason whatsoever, James is like, I'm going to take the shotgun and go outside to the shed where there's a radio. I want you, Kristen, to stay here and hide while I do it. She's like, no, let me come with you. Like, that's the smart thing to do in this situation. He's like, no, 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 no. Let's split up gang. I'm going over here. You stay over here and hide. Um, a doesn't go well for James B Kristen does not hide and see they've completely lost control of this situation. Absolutely. Um, the kind of roller coaster towards the end here, see some pretty funny, like darkly funny situations of like Kristen, who, um, as my wife pointed out, one of the first things that uh, James had said to her when they were getting ready to get in the car and leave was put your shoes on. She still does not have shoes on (laughs) and she's running through this forest and she trips over a, a log and apparently fucks her ankle up real bad because she crawls everywhere from there on out pretty much. Um, (laughs) all the while, you know, we don't really know where James, we, we know where James is like, honestly, um, there's this moment where he's crawling in the woods and he sees one of the people and he kind of readies his shotgun and notices her giving a signal with like her flashlight. Right. Yeah. So he, he flips around right as we hear footsteps running up and it's, it's the man in the mask and there's like a kick and a shotgun shot. And, you know, so that's going to kind of lead you to what happened. Did he take one of them out or, you know, what actually happened here? That's like, almost immediately undercut by the fact that the man in the mask is the one we see immediately terrorizing Kristen again. Like, <laughs> so you're like, Oh, okay. He didn't make it. <laughs> he, gotcha. he, it didn't work for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So towards the end of the movie, once, uh, once they've sufficiently tortured Kristen, um, they, you know, get them together. They tie him to a chair and in the morning they're, they're sitting in this chair and they kind of reconcile. It's a very cute moment for their relationship. Everybody loves it. Um, they're like, why, why are you doing this? You know, they're all distraught. They want an answer. Right. Um, and another really good part of the movie, the girl, the, uh, doll face girl, the one from the door says, because you were home, like, uh, we don't fucking know you were just here and we did it. <laughs> Best es- explanation ever. I just like that. That's like a haunting response yeah. for all the shit that they went through. Um, and also just like really underscores the fact that like, yeah, they were just fucking with you the whole time. Like they were just having fun and they just wanted to get it over before, you know, somebody showed up or something. Um, so they kill him. They stab him. Uh, it seems, seems rough. They get stabbed in like the stomach several times and it's, it's kind of a bummer. 
Um, yeah. but not not like real gory. Nothing. <laughs> There's no like interesting kills in this. Uh, well, except for the the one. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not that kind of movie, right? Uh, yeah, so they're dead. We see the truck driving away, and these two um, Mormon boys cruising along on their bikes. And the truck stops, and <laughs> the girl gets out and is like, "Hey, can I have one of those pamphlets?" <laughs> and and the boy, as you do, uh, asks her, "Are you a sinner?" <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, from my understanding, uh, uh, we're all born sinners, so that's not a question. Um, yeah, she, she extra, she extra, yeah, sure. <laughs> she extra is. Um, so she, you know, rightfully so, answers sometimes. So the boy gives her a pamphlet, and everybody departs. Um, <laughs> And then we find out that those boys stumble into stumble into the house, and you know they're amateur detectives because that's what Mormon boys do. Um, yeah. They're they're like looking all over the house before they freak out or or alert anyone, right? They're just very calmly like walking through, seeing these dead bodies. And I don't know if he was going to like check her pulse or pray for Kristen or whatever. But then we have our our token jump scare at the end where uh, Kristen wakes up screaming. At the boy, and that's, and then you're done. Credits roll. Yeah, um, <laughs> I could have done without that. I also, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, they established uh, right at the beginning of the movie. So this this movie has it all in the beginning. It's got um, like readable title cards. It's got um, narration for some reason, and <laughs> it has stock footage of houses that look like you know the Amityville house and the house from Halloween and all this stuff. For no good reason, really. <laughs> because they can. Um, but then uh, we hear that boy, um, Jordan is his name, fittingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> I, he's on the phone with a 911 operator, and he's like freaking out about all the blood and the dead people, right? Um, Kristen wasn't dead. Well, she can't scream if you're dead, as far as I know. <laughs> she must have died again. <laughs> she screamed and then died. Um, yeah, they didn't double tap her. Just, just weird. Just like a weird ending to that movie, but um, really, really tight movie. Uh, the the runtime of this yeah. is not even an hour and a half. Yeah, no, it was pretty short and sweet. I th- I think it's actually really good because it's somewhat of a slow burn, and then the ending really picks it up. Uh, tensions are high the entire time, and pretty much when shit starts to go down, it does the opposite of what every other horror movie would have done. So when Dennis uh, was walking through the hallway, normally in a horror movie, a shotgun would go off, miss his head by a tenth of an inch. You're like, Mm -hmm. whoa, whoa, what's going on? And like, they would bound together and then all three of them would survive or Dennis would die. And then, you know, the two lovebirds would make it out, but that's just not what happened at all in this movie. And I think it's kind of a nice breath of fresh air or the alternate the the other horror movie thing to do is exactly as you said shotgun just misses he's like whoa hey i'm here to help and then he gets an axe to the side of the head you know <laughs> like, like right then like, no. <laughs> yeah and because james doesn't know how to load a yeah. goddamn shotgun he can't shoot um <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but um the the problem and, and let me be clear i have a lot of problems with this movie even though it is one of my favorite movies um at least favorite horror movies. The characters are so stupid. <laughs> I mean, but I think that's what keeps the tension high is. Yeah. Okay. You're still trying to back out of the driveway when there's a truck 
that's sketchy. There's so much of that front yard where you could just put it in drive, literally flip a bitch and just take off. Well, the, the tires easy- were flat, right? Like that's the, that's the justification. Like, so the problem I have is they, the problem <laughs> I have is they have a justification for why they can't drive away, but they don't you like it's used when he goes to check for his phone. It's not like, Hey, let's get in the car and drive away. Oh no, we can't. He goes there, checks for his phone, sees his car is all fucked up. They go back into the house, and then later they try to leave. True, true. It's like what? <laughs> I get it. You wanted to make it like a little more than an hour, but like, come on. <laughs> there are, are there are some of those moments. Like I, I think the pacing is pretty good, but especially like the the crawling through the forest and stuff uh, towards the end there with Kristen. Yeah, really slowed it down. And, yeah, uh, really, really slowed it down. And I get it. Like this movie came out in theaters. This isn't some indie production. Yeah, you you don't want to have a sixty minute horror movie. I understand. Um, but I wish <laughs> they would have done it. Just you know, like do do some more stuff. Um, and honestly, I think the the biggest failing here is that there are only two real characters. You, at least I didn't feel that they were in any like real danger. You know, because there's only two of them. Um, like, like, sure, there's there's the danger, right? But it's not the slow horror movie thing of like, okay, who's gonna die next, right? Yeah, you have a fifty fifty shot, True. and if one of them <laughs> dies if five minutes in, then okay, you have one person for the rest of this movie. Um, and the only person who does die is is uh, I'm gonna keep calling him Dennis. Um, yeah. <laughs> is Mike, and you know we're, we're introduced to him, and then he's dead within five minutes, you know. Um, but also, you know, if you're going to have a horror movie, that's two people, that's just two characters. They gotta be better actors than these two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just don't, the only time I felt the acting was there was when Mike actually died. Yeah. That was, that was the moment. I could feel the pain on that one, but that was about it. There were a few moments of Kristen's like terror that were fine. Um, but just like their, their regular dialogue, just not, not really sticking for me. Um, yeah, and actually yeah. we, we haven't said yet, uh, Kristen is Liv Tyler, who is in stuff that I, I don't like any of it. Um, any of her stuff, what? I, I, Lord of I, the Rings, bro. I, I think she's not great in that as far as I remember. Um, <laughs> I, she, she's okay in armageddon i guess but i think that's more that that movie is good um at at astra recently not a fan of the incredible hulk (laughs) come on oh i forgot about dude i had that thrown away in my mind and you had to just bring it back (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) damn it Um, movie yeah and like i don't know why they picked her for this and uh scott speedman is james um, who back then was a pretty big deal. <laughs> I mean, not like huge. He wasn't like Matt Damon or anything, but um, I mean, he was in those underworld movies uh, just a couple of years prior to this. Those were very popular. Um, what if, uh, she was in, I think it was the second triple X movie. Um, so he, you know, he, <laughs> he was Cube. in like blockbuster stuff. Um, yeah. Was it ice cube? It was. Uh, it was the one with Ice Cube. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, like, there's those two, and then obviously you have uh, Glenn Howerton as as uh, 
Mike slash Dennis. And I mean, I don't know. I think he probably came out of nowhere back then. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think so. I, know I think he was in crank. Um, the, the hot Jason Statham film, uh, but I don't, I don't think he had a big role. <laughs> and according to IMDB, he was in, um, serenity which is a science fiction movie i love as a lilac young tough so okay i mean yeah i don't i don't really know him from anything else except for he was uh the idiot brian and family guy i remember that when oh, makes the clones. Fuck. <laughs> okay so yes that too um he was also in the first season of fargo and it was amazing um yo <laughs> <laughs> it's always sunny was on for three years when this movie came out yeah. that's crazy i sometimes forget how long that show has been running for a fucking minute so that's where he came from he was the comic relief <laughs> <laughs> for like one second uh yeah. and then obviously you know like i said you have the uh the assailants as as they're referred to um, who who aren't really acting right? They're 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 trying to murder people. Um, yeah. So I th- I think that's a bummer. I, I think they they could have done with a a bigger party of people. Uh, you just got a you just got off a wedding. What? Why aren't there? You know, this isn't the bride and groom. They don't need to be alone tonight. You know what I'm saying? Well, dude, fucking everybody knew he was going to propose and shit didn't go the way that he thought it was going to. What What if he was just like at the wedding was like, yo, it didn't really work out. Can you guys like fucking come hang out with us? So it's not super weird and awkward. And Mike that's, and, that's true. and Mike and his girl and another friend and, and their girl are like, yeah, no, we'll do that. We'll just, we'll have a party and we'll forget all about this shit. And then, you know, Kristen feels awkward and fucking bummed the whole time. And that's, that's her state anyway um so you know just just a couple minor things that would have improved this movie um, and also made it longer but uh there's there's some stuff to like in this movie but a lot of a lot of the bad is um tough to overlook especially upon watching it again yeah no i i like it it's not in my tops but yeah. It's, it's a good one. It's better than some of the ones we've been watching. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I just like I think about this movie and I watch this movie and I'm like, man, I like this. Maybe yeah. it's the the potato sack mask. Maybe it's uh, the, you know James shooting his brother in the face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just because it's like kind of fun and they, you know, you know me, I'm a big fan of. Hey, look in the background and you'll see something. Um, yeah. They don't often sure. draw too much attention to the the thing in the background in this movie um and it's not there a ton but there are definitely instances where it's like like i said kristen's walking through the house and the man steps out of the shadows there's no like musical stinger it doesn't like zoom in on him he's just there and you can clearly see he's there but yeah uh just that that sort of stuff I'm i'm a big fan of so that's probably that's probably a big reason why i like this one i can see that um they do say at the top of this movie that is is inspired by true events um let's let's talk about that real quick um (laughs) for sure uh first of all the delineation between inspired by and based on 
Um, anytime you see inspired by, you can pretty much guarantee that the original story is nothing like the story that's about to be told, you know, <laughs> for sure. Um, for sure. <laughs> and, and first I want to talk about, there is a, um, there's an event, a, a murder, I, I should say, um, called the Ketty resort murders. And those were in 1981. Um, still unsolved to this day, as far as I'm aware. Uh, oh, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1981 quadruple homicide in, in Ketty, California. Um, <sighs> apparently there's a, a lodge there, a cabin there where four bodies were found. Um, the, there were, there were four bodies. There were two younger kids and the younger kids friend who were in the house, but were not hurt. Hmm. And, and then there was one that was missing. Um, there's sort of similarities between that and this movie. Um, and apparently those murders got like a big renewed interest after this movie came out, you know, inspired by true events. It must be this. Oh, okay. That's, that's not exactly true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the filmmaker, um, Brian Bertino, which we'll get to in just a moment, um, said that the film was partially based on an incident from his childhood, uh, which boils down to one night a stranger knocked on the door and asked for somebody who wasn't there. The mm. person left. Um, <laughs> and then Brian found out that other homes in the neighborhood had been broken into that night. Oh, um, Jesus. So your typical knock and see if somebody's home sort of situation. Not at all as grisly and <laughs> worrisome as the yeah. strangers turned into, but uh, technically inspired by a true event, you know? <laughs> no, for sure. And since we're talking about true events, I've been like, like I said, for the past like fucking month, I've been super deep in uh, Charles Manson shit. Yeah. And I kind of got like a strong fucking feeling. One guy, two girls... Their uh, their first, I guess they were dipping their toes in the pool with a kind of going into people's houses and moving around furniture, uh, relocating shit, and that's kind of what they did here. And then obviously their crimes got a little <laughs> more serious, <laughs> right? With murder and all that, but that's kind of the vibe that I got from it, and I I, I think I kind of liked it more <laughs> because yeah. of that reason. And, and there is a moment, like you get the sense that, um, the girl who knocked on the door and the man are like the two primary people, right? There's a, there's a yeah. second girl. She's, um, wearing like a pinup mask almost. And the other one's the, like a doll face mask. Um, there's a point at the end after they get the pamphlet from the boys and drive away. Um, one of them, presumably the doll face girl, the main girl says it, it'll be easier next time. So like you get the sense from that as well as the rest of the movie that like they're accepting another one into their group, you know, for sure. Uh, which like, yeah, that, that totally tracks with, um, with kind of what you were saying. I hadn't, hadn't thought about that before, but I agree. Yeah, Isn't it kind of fucking weird? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so real quick, Brian Bertino, um, this man has directed four movies and, I actually like all, if most, if not all of them. Um, 
there's a movie that came out uh, it was just like probably 20 2013 or so um a couple of years after i got out of high school it's called mockingbird okay and it's it's about this um this couple of people who they get a camera and like these instructions to follow and if they don't do it someone's gonna die like that's that's essentially what they're given and it you know obviously it goes places from there um legit. but but a lot more recently uh, there's a movie called the monster which was pretty good about uh and it's a thing i'm noticing just right now actually thinking about brian um he, he likes to work in couples <laughs> the the monster the monster's about a mother and daughter um they break down on a road and you know are confronted by this fucking monster which oh, okay. seemed seem pretty cool and then actually one i just found out about today um i had no idea the two were related until i looked up brian's stuff um it's called the dark and the wicked and uh it seems it seems kind of cool i don't know there's there's some evil shit um I can't really tell exactly what's going on. It, it has a like a culty vibe just from the name of it and like Ooh. the poster, but also possibly just like a possession sort of thing. Um, but given his other stuff, I'm I'm decently interested in that. Yeah, I'm and, definitely gonna look up some of his shit. Uh, one other shout out, he uh God, I just lost it. Um, he wrote, nope, he produced uh, The Black Coat's Daughter, which is another movie I think is really good uh, from a couple uh, of years ago. Yeah, I haven't seen that one with uh, the chick who plays Sabrina on the Netflix show. Yep, her and Emma Roberts, who they really tried to make her like a horror movie icon, and it just it hasn't really worked. <laughs> they did. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, no, I I give this guy props. I mean, this was his first movie, and I like I said, I I enjoy it. I it all the dumb stuff aside, I thought it was made very well. Um, from like the imagery and everything, the the tone of it, uh, writing could have used some work, but who knows what you know the situation behind the scenes looks like, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I just I like the small cast list. I like the campy vibe to it. I like it. Yeah, and they they said a really good. Um, there was an interview with with uh, with Brian, and he said that they wanted to design the house as if it's like something you could have lived in and and or could have grown up in, right? Like that's yeah, that's definitely. the story they're telling, and I thought it totally felt like that. Um, even though it wasn't a real house, like they, they built that on a soundstage. Um, so, so really good job there. And then also before like the scarier scenes, the actors had to like do jumping jacks and like run and shit. So they were like out of breath and, you know, kind of exhausted <laughs> looking and all that stuff. That's like, that's like some Stanley Kubrick stuff right there. Yeah. That's some um, legit shit. Yeah. And one of the other things is uh, when they were about to shoot a scene and like a loud noise was going to happen. Um, the director would tell him like, "Hey, you're gonna see a noise. You're gonna hear a noise that's gonna come from over here, right? Like a bang or something." Um, the noise would come from a different place, <laughs> so like they weren't actually <laughs> expecting it. This is just some pretty good stuff that actually made this movie feel um, genuine in in its action, even if the the actors were not you know fully convincing all the time. Legit. But uh, also a sequel to this. 
Um, yeah, which I had no idea. That, that got no clout. So I never even knew that it was fucking yeah. there. Like, to be honest with you, I only knew about it because I like this one so much. Um, mm-hmm. And if it tells you anything about how the strangers pray at night was, I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can oh. tell you Christina Hendricks is in it. Um, oh. It was on Mad Men for number of years and that that show is great um and it uses the same it's the same three people they're just going after a, a new group of people um and i can also tell you it's more than two people so that's good oh there you go now you yeah. know your wildest dreams came true and you don't remember yeah. <laughs> must not have been very there was there was no dude shooting his brother on accident so that it just really fell apart for me from there <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, a good movie. I, I don't think we'll ever watch the second one, but um, I I do enjoy the the home invasion stuff. It just it's you know obviously a realistic terror, and and I thought yeah. this one did pretty good with it. For sure. Did you uh, watch any more horror movies for your Shocktober? Now that Halloween is over. Yeah, Halloween is over. Um, you know. I I don't think that I really did. Yeah. No, did you get up to anything? Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Um all right. The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh god, that's not a horror movie we don't need to talk about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know they wanted it to be, but it ain't. Did you ever see it? No. I saw that trailer where uh, like half the audio was cut out and I'm like, this is better than the movie. I'm going to stop here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck. Yeah. Um, did you like the original trilogy that they did with, uh, Brendan Fraser? It was fine. Okay. I, uh, I would say I watched those movies growing up. So there's, they have a piece of my heart, just like Phantom Menace. And, um, this one, really fucking piss me off i hate it with a passion <laughs> um makes sense just to point out the flaws uh tom cruise Love them. <laughs> would have been fine would have been fine if he fucking did his mission impossible thing like fucking badass you know no jokes just fucking rolled with the punches some shit happens he fucking figures it out right he plays mm-hmm. an idiot who doesn't know his history Basically just tries to find treasure to sell onto the black market. Um, yeah, just a fucking just a retard or an idiot. But um hey, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I caught myself there. I didn't mean to say that. My bad. Uh it's, this movie just pisses me off so much. <laughs> God damn it. Um The girl who plays the mummy, not bad, but the story behind it was not very good basically she uh gets the throne because she's the only daughter so she gets all of the air and whatnot and then her mom has a brother so then she gets upset she gets mad summons some kind of fucking demon spirit thing and um yeah tries to kill she kills her entire family tries to summon the god of death into her boyfriend, I'm assuming, and uh, doesn't finish the ritual. And so she's kind of upset. They obviously find her many, many years later. 
um, Tom Cruise, like the <laughs> awesome actor that he is, nonchalantly just kind of pulls her out of uh, what fucking I can't remember what metal. Um, she was what's the liquid metal? I'm drawing a blank um, here. There's multiple mercury. That one, no, the one that changes with the silver. temperature. No, it's fucking silver, and I can't think of it. Uh, it's like it doesn't a, really matter. Yeah. Anyways, her tomb was surrounded by all of this liquid metal, and uh, he's like, "Oh no, I'll get her out," and like gets her out like an idiot. Um, then she chooses him to be the new god of death, but she has to kill him with this special dagger. All this fucking shit happens, and all these complications, and then. I just didn't like it because of how much they tried to push the humor because of the rep that the original trilogy had. Sure. And they kind of tried to sneak that into it. And I don't think it belonged at all. And then they top it off with this cherry to where basically there's this doctor who, uh, one of the three main people is working for. And, Oh my God. It turns out to be fucking, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. They were going to oh. make a universe out of this shit. Oh, my God. It's so cringy. And then they tried to sneak a little Dracula Easter egg into it to where one of the mummies actually had fangs. Like, Get fuck, the dude. Fuck and out I, of here. I tried to research it and find his one liner that he said when he obviously defeats the main mummy girl and I couldn't find it, but I'm going to tell you right now, it is fucking really bad and not like it's like, Oh, that's like one that sticks out. Cause it's so bad. It's good. No, it's fucking terrible and it's really cringy. And I hated the entire movie. There's not one thing that I could pick out <laughs> that I liked. That, the trailer, <laughs> that, that trailer. Yeah. That's the only good thing. I like, yeah, I like the trailer because um, if you play it on YouTube, there's an ad in front of it, and usually the ad is better than the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they threw the Mister fucking Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in there, I uh, I got really upset, and he it. obviously loses his cool and forgets to take a serum that keeps him sane. And um, <laughs> oh, and it's uh, also played by Russell Crowe. <clears throat> fuck this movie <laughs> it's yeah no <laughs> i would much rather watch piranaconda than this bullshit of it sounds like i would rather universe, watch piranaconda than this shit yes Jesus. yes absolutely god it um, started and killed that that universal <laughs> monsters universe thing they were t- oh that's funny yeah, no, and I thought it was really funny because when I was trying to search up his one-liner, I typed in uh, Tom Cruise, The Mummy, and then apparently people were searching for a sequel, and I want to punch every one of you in the face for trying to support a sequel for that <laughs> god-awful movie. <laughs> Maybe they were just doing their um, due diligence to make sure that the world would not be infected by more of this. No, dude, I'm pretty sure like everybody... You know, the thought it was a fantastic movie. No, that can't loved be. it. I wonder how much right. how much it got on like a uh, Rotten Tomatoes and shit. Oh god, zero is a thing, right? 
Uh, yeah, no, the emoji <laughs> movie got um That's zero true. for a while. <laughs> wow, five point four out of ten. That's surprising. Well, no, that's not. I don't know what you're looking at, but Rotten oh, Tomato has at, this uh, at 16 out of 100, dog. <laughs> I was looking at IMDb. Uh, yeah, no, your, don't trust your that sounds. <laughs> well, your sounds generous. I would so. I would give it at least 10 points because Jake Johnson is in it, and I think he's great. Um, how oh, much does Tom geez. Cruise run? That's the uh, thing. The more he runs, the better the movie is. <laughs> You've well, seen that, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Unfortunately, but uh, no, he does his. Uh, I want to say he does two or three running scenes. But yeah, no, dude, I I actually like Jake Johnson. I've liked him in a lot of stuff, and this one, he it's he's gonna oh want to leave that one off the resume. <laughs> Fuck. Like he tries to just have this relationship with Tom Cruise and it is not there and it's forcefully pushed and it's not okay. <laughs> Damn it. It's yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool where he shows up because um he basically, when they find the tomb, he gets bit by one of these camel spiders and Tom Cruise is like, they're not even poisonous. Like, just stop freaking out. Because Jake Johnson pulls out his AK and just starts shooting at a million fucking spiders. Um, Call back to the... Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he gets bit. And then while they're on the plane back to wherever they're going, um, he dies and turns into a mummy that's also controlled by the main girl. I forgot what her fucking... Uh, Aminette is her name, uh, the okay. main girl mummy. But uh, yeah, basically he's controlled by her in some way. One eye is rolled back into his head, so he's just got one blank eye, and he's trying to get the tomb uh, off of the plane or get her out of there. And Tom Cruise shoots him a bunch of times, and then I guess when that happens, it's it's the point isn't like there. It's he's either a ghost to tom cruise or he's still like technically alive as a mummy mm -hmm. but i i don't know because obviously tom cruise can see him but then the girl that he's with she she never says anything about him and so <laughs> he he was a person then he was a mummy and then now he's a, an apparition <laughs> okay yeah dude, they've they it's fucking great movie this. Uh, <laughs> fucking god off one of the, one of these days <laughs> no don't um i'm really upset that i it was one of those movies where i was like you know what it can't really be that bad i'll just buy it because it's on sale and i'm really mad that i spent over 13 cents for this movie <laughs> <laughs> what an oddly specific number yeah dude that's my number no okay <laughs> 13 cents or get out of here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's kind of the only thing that I watched. I've been watching a uh, mine hunter on Netflix. If you haven't seen it mm. again, it's pretty true good. horror. <laughs> yeah. More on true horror about the FBI agents that want to interview serial killers. And I find it yeah. really interesting. And the casting that they did for these guys is fucking phenomenal. Manson yeah. was great. Yeah, no, I'm super yeah, you're, into that. You're show. really on that Manson kick. I know. Days they're gonna I know. finish all of them. 
I'm pretty close. I think I just have like two documentaries left and then obviously Mindhunter, but I don't think he's going to show up again. But I've seen all the movies that I know about. And okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. That's, I guess I mean, that kind of counts. It counts. Yeah, I mean, it's really a, it's about the Manson family murder. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember watching. I, don't know, I keep watching The Walking Dead uh, trying to actually... <laughs> It's fine. Like I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, that that show is good. Every other episode, pretty much. Um, How far are you in? Um, just got to. Um, Rick got to terminus. That shit went down. Um, yeah, I haven't made it past season three. So. <laughs> okay. Well, then I think it's like four or five. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, some news then, shall we? Uh, speaking of the strangers pray at night, this is good. This is just not timely, but it's good. Um, Johannes Roberts directed that movie. I should point out. Um, and I don't know if we talked about this last time, but, uh, he is doing a resident evil reboot, uh, supposedly sticking closer Mm. to the spirit of the games. Um, a pretty lengthy cast was announced, which includes the likes of uh, Robbie Amell from Upgrade, um, Tom Hopper, who was uh, Dick on Tarly in Game of Thrones. He's also in the Umbrella Umbrella Academy as Luther. Um, I, I think he's mm. pretty good. He's going to be in there. They also just added Donald Logue from uh, Gotham into into the mold. Who who does he play in Gotham? He's uh the not the commissioner he the gordon's partner dude the old guy older guy um fuck is his name harvey harvey dent right no not dent but harvey yes i could have sworn his name was his last name was dent no um please give us a harvey bullock harvey bullock yes yeah the seasoned cop yeah Um, no he's good that, that movie is shaping up. Um, no, no real thoughts on their directorial choice there, but uh, I'm, I'm a fan of them going back to it and saying, Hey, this needs to be a horror movie and not a fucking action movie. Um, because yeah. say what you will about those silent Hill movies of which there were two of them. Um, they tried, they tried their fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> Resident evil did not. Uh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the movies nor playing the game. So ah, zombies. Horror yeah. zombies. Yeah. Um, in other news, we're getting an orphan prequel. Uh, did you watch Orphan back in uh, 09 ish? I, I did. I just I I can't recall anything from that. This stuff. So he, here's the thing about Orphan. I like Orphan. Um, I remember liking it. Spoilers for the one of the only reasons to watch Orphan. Um, it's about a young girl who's actually a 33 year old woman. Um, who's right who's yeah she looks like a young girl but she's actually 33 and she's murdering fools um esther was her name um she was played by isabel Furman back in 2009 uh well isabel is 23 years old now and she's going to play esther in a prequel to the original orphan which is weird because she's um yeah, that's kind of really fucking she's, weird. She's 11 years older um, and going to be playing a younger character. 
But hey, I don't know. I'm here for it. She did a good <laughs> job, I thought, as a what? She's 23, so she was fucking 12 when she did that shit. Yeah, that's impressive. That's like on the level of um, uh, not let the right one in. Um, what was the the vampire one with Chloe Grace Moretz, and she was like real young. Anyway, she was a good actor when she was a kid. Uh, let me in. Let me in. That's the one. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Gotcha. <laughs> um, in some sad news, sad news for me at least, Hulu has canceled Castle Rock. Oh, after two seasons. Oh, uh, it's a damn shame because I thought that second season was real fucking good. <laughs> That's how I felt about Aquarius, man. Yeah, but like on a different level, you know? I say as a person who has not watched more than one episode of Aquarius. Oh, no. It's fuck. Well, like I said, it's about Charles Manson, and basically season two ends up right to when he did the Sharon Tate murders. And you're like, wait, no, I need more. (laughs) I need to know what happens after, and they cancel it. I gotta find out. Does he kill her or not? Well, no, he, he definitely, he definitely <laughs> it's her, like but, spoilers. Uh, no, man, I wanted to see the fucking bunker and I wanted to see his girls in there and them finding him and all that shit. I wanted to see all that. And I'm really upset that I wasn't able to. Yeah. I hate when shows and I, I get, I get it happens. I understand. Um, but I hate when shows have like a running story arc and it gets canceled before you can actually see the end of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, fuck. <laughs> Just put it on like a blog post or something. Here's what happens. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. And last thing of news I have, something I had forgotten about, but I've, am now um, incredibly excited for. There's a movie that was kind of bopping around for a while called Flay, F-L-A-Y. Um, and there was a big legal battle between um, whatever, whatever company is producing this and Sony because that was right around the time they were releasing that Slender Man movie. Yeah, and okay. the, the similarities were just too great. Um, so there were, mm-hmm. there were legal proceedings. Um, this is, I want to say like the feature film debut of a man named Eric Pham, um, who did special effects in, on Grindhouse and Sin City. So like that had me incredibly excited back in the day, uh, but it never came out. So I had forgotten about it. Well, it's coming out on November 17th, finally. Ooh. And, and I'll check that out. I think the, the Slender Man style story uh, could, could be explored for sure. Um, I don't know if this one's going to be good or not, but hey. It's worth a shot. I will watch it. <laughs> uh, but that's really, that's really it for the news I can remember. Yeah, there's there's not too much. Um, I did see a new trailer. What is that called? Um, Thirst. Fucking. <laughs> it's a uh, Icelandic gay vampire movie. <laughs> okay. All right. And I don't know. I like it when other countries just throw out weird shit. And then they're like, hey, we got a trailer for that. And it's like, wow. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> and so, yep, I saw that trailer. Uh, pretty interesting shit. Um, 
I'll watch waiting. anything at this point, you know? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm uh, definitely excited for the second Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking super they, stoked uh, for that. They said that we'll be more inspired by the book's illustrations, which... You know, for all for all the good that came out of that first uh, scary stories, that was a, a pleasant surprise. Um, yeah, I didn't find the imagery so horrifying. It was mostly those stories. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember the big toe. That was like the one that was my favorite. But uh, fucking jangly man, dude, that one was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> that was that was the best. Um, yeah. The what's the and. This is totally like niche. Um, the the girl in the hallway, I um, I didn't find that that I didn't think that that looked very yeah. good. Yeah, no, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I think they did pretty good with casting as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't know how many they're bringing back. Um, because uh, Guillermo del Toro directed that first one, right? Or did he just like produce it? Uh, let's see. I think. And now a break for a Google search. He didn't direct nope. it. Oh, it was Andre. Okay, so it is. It's yeah. still. Uh, uh, Andre Overdahl is what I'm going with. Um, he directed the Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I really fucking like, and also Troll yeah. Hunter, which is. Ooh. I haven't heard that one in a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good the, one. The poster for Troll Hunter has a quote that says, pretty damn spectacular, and I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spectacle, yeah, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a while. Yeah, that was, that was a good one back in the day. Um, so, that, that said... Um, Next week, Jeff, do you have one for next week, or should 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 oh, I throw oh. to myself? No, dude. I no. You picked fucking the strangers, which is one of your favorites. I get to pick uh, one of my favorites. We are going to be going down Eli Roth Road uh, for a movie that I don't think got enough credit and pretty good imagery so much so that the poster for the movie was actually banned in italy oh <laughs> all right well so yeah super sleuths out there can try to figure that one out <laughs> i don't know what it is uh, oh yeah <laughs> i'm actually excited to hear uh oh, yeah. so yeah we'll we'll check that out next week but uh until then he's been jeff and i've been jordan this has been that's terrible thank you for listening